Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Now, recently, I was in Australia catching up with friends and family, and I, and I did a really fast trip. I went bouncing around to different cities and saw a lot of old friends and, and family members, and then also did some coaching. One thing that really struck me was I'm 40. <laughs> like it really struck me that, okay, I'm going back and seeing all my old friends and seeing, okay, wow, these people have families. Like they have children and they have mortgages and they have ex-wives and they have uh, lawsuits and, and various, and, and, you know, paunches and various other things that people get as they get older. And it was really telling to look at the lives of others because most of the year I spend my life with a group of X-Men, you know, the TNL crew, uh, and all sorts of people that we collaborate with, the John Keegans, the Gareth Jones, the Haley Quinns. There's only one each of them, so, you know, each one of them. Imagine if they were cloned. That would be cool. Hanging out with all these excellent people who are living at a very high vibrancy and are always doing interesting things. And then the other people I'm hanging out with is, well, beautiful girls, and, and so they're being that beautiful girl living that life, and students. And so the students may be coming from a position of, of feeling stuck, but they are people who have admitted that they need help uh, or are seeking excellence. And so they're going through a process of change. So pretty much everyone I surround myself is in motion, is in evolution of some sort. Going back home, I got to see people who were living normal lives. And I'm not being down on, on my old friends in the sense that they're not, they're not losers and they're not necessarily hating their lives, but many of them have reached kind of endpoints in terms of their evolution. It's pretty clear that the guy now is going to be the same when he's 60 or 70, just older and in worse shape. And it, yeah, it was kind of depressing to just to see the way that people really, really get engraved in their habit patterns. And I think pretty much this happens almost universally, unless you are very specifically being vigilant about getting out of your rut. Because we are creatures of habit, right? Like human beings love habits and we need them because otherwise every, if we didn't have sets of habits every morning we'd get up and have to try and reinvent what we do every day that would be stressful and tiring because you'd have to think about which way do I go to the to the university or to my workplace every day instead of just kind of robotically going and doing it so patterns and habits are an integral part of our life and we need them but they are also the worst traps that we can put ourselves inside because once we start living on autopilot it means that days weeks months and a lifetime can pass without you actually ever stepping out of your habit patterns and going, whoa, hang on, how did I engrave this course of action and is it the best one for me? And going back home, seeing, seeing people who had been in dead-end relationships for years and years and sometimes like one of my best buddies was, is in a 15-year relationship and it's finally coming to the end and he's really looking at it and, going, and he was t talking to me and was asking questions like, what is the whole point of this relationship thing? Uh, and I'm like, well... I don't exactly know what the point of relationships are, but I know that you should be enjoying them most of the time. Another buddy of mine, I asked him if he was happy and he said, well, ah, what's happiness? And I said, because he's been with a, a, a girl for a long time who I, I can clearly see he's very unhappy with. And I said, well, you know how sometimes you get up in the day, in the day and you feel shit and then you get up another day and another day and you do that like 30 in a row and you're feeling shit? Well, that's probably being unhappy. Come on, man, you know what happiness is. If you're asking me that question, you're not happy. And it's startling to me that people will acknowledge that they're unhappy or that they're stuck in a rut 
and yet not be not have a sense of fucking urgency that they have to change it. And for me, like I've been someone who's been breaking my ruts, breaking my habits very, very often throughout my life. You know, I'll get in some kind of habit, whether it's a relationship or a, or a job uh, or a, a city. And when I start feeling really comfortable or when I start feeling like nothing's changing and evolving, I tend to shatter the whole thing and, and go off and rebuild. Now, sometimes that's a bit too impulsive and sometimes it causes a whole bunch of damage and, and wrecks something that I should have spent a bit more time in. I'm not saying that I'm perfect in this, in this sense. But the thing that has kind of driven me to do that is a sense that if I stay in this one thing, it's kind of the end of my life. It's like if I'm not evolving, if I'm not growing, if I'm not learning, if I'm not being challenged, if I'm not up against the tension of uncertainty, then I don't really feel alive. Now, I'm a kind of extreme case. I'm not saying you need to be doing what I do all the time, but it certainly has kept me supple, right? It certainly has kept me young at heart, young in mind. And it's mean that meant that when something was, I could see in my life was no longer serving me, maybe I stayed a week, a month, two months longer than I should have. I've been in relationships where I spent six months longer than I should have, but I didn't spend six years longer than I should have. I spent a bit of time and then I'm like, eh, this is really not serving me or not serving her or not serving us, so let's get the fuck out. Same thing with the country, same thing with lines of work. For me, over the last year or so, TNL, ironically, in its current form for me, has started to feel like a bit of a rut. Now, it's a very interesting one. It's a very uh, fulfilling one in many ways. I get paid a lot of money. I get to have an interesting life. I can travel. I can meet girls. I can kind of do whatever I want and funnel it through the, the TNL infrastructure. But for me, it was starting to become too easy. And like I've, you know, the, the amount of times I've taken a guy out on the street and said, okay, so let's talk about preframes and let's go over and talk to girls. I've done that thousands of times. And I have to admit, like that one piece is not challenging or interesting for me anymore because I know that when I take a beginner guy on the street and I explain to him a beginner concept, we're going to get beginner's responses from the girls. Yeah, it's like, it is what it is, right? But for me, it's time for me to move on and do something different. So when I was in Australia recently, I was teaching an experimental workshop. This is a private workshop that is not advertised, uh, is not publicly known. It's called The Natural Elite. And it's, it's a place where Liam and I and, and several other coaches have been experimenting with new levels of, of uh, presentations, of, of working on different areas of coaching that are not related, not specifically just related to cold approach on the street. And the one that we were doing in Australia was a shamanic tribal initiation retreat. So what we did is we took a friend of ours who is a very high level Peruvian trained shaman, someone that I've spent weeks with in the Amazon jungle on trips where I've uh, yeah, gone deep into the jungle and, and lived there for weeks at a time and studied this Peruvian shamanism and using specifically plant medicines. So you may or may not have heard of the plant mixture called ayahuasca. If you haven't, look it up, you'll learn something. <laughs> but essentially it's a very, very strong psychedelic plant, which in conjunction with a whole bunch of rituals and various meditation practices, as well as dieting, as well as doing ascetic training, essentially, stripping yourself back to your bare core and then facing yourself at a deep level with the, with the utilization of these psychedelic drugs can take you to really, really powerful and often confronting and terrifying breakthroughs where you have to see aspects of yourself, which most people don't ever see. Most people avoid the darker or the uglier parts of their psyche. Most people never work through their childhood issues, particularly. Human beings are pretty amazing that we can last and function through an entire lifetime without ever fixing ourselves. 
Right? We don't need to be perfect to survive. It's good that we don't need to be perfect to survive, otherwise none of us would survive. But we can be broken and limping and fractured and repressed and still kind of go to work and get shit done and feed ourselves and breed and make more fractured, traumatized children and <laughs> continue this cycle indefinitely. However, although we have the capacity to be walking wounded, we also have the capacity to heal. And each one of us has something to heal. I don't, I've never met somebody who was born uh, and grew up in perfection, like had the perfect parents, the perfect upbringing, the perfect set of circumstances, the perfect genetics, and everything just worked wonderfully and they just sailed through life as this blessed kind of uh, golden child. Everyone to greater or lesser degrees has been fucked up by their parents, by their conditioning, by life, by traumatic experiences, by themselves primarily. You do it to yourself mostly, don't you? Don't you? Most of the things really, I mean, it was your parents' fault initially and the church and some other brutalizing factors early on. But then we, we uh, continue to uh, recreate and compound our own traumas. And it was funny when I was tripping hard on, on ayahuasca, I was sitting there and I just started laughing and I said to myself, holy shit, it takes a lifetime of healing to heal a perfect life. <laughs> you know, like I've got a great life, one of the best lives you could have. I'm very, very grateful. I don't want to whinge about anything. I'm, 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 I am truly blessed, very lucky in some, in some respects. And also I have done smart things with the lucky breaks that I've been given. But still, I have childhood shit. You know, I went through deep down into my psyche during these trips and looked at my relationship with my mother and with my father and saw how that had gone through time and affected me and how that affected my relationships with women, you know, in some really heavy and confronting ways. And I think it's vitally important that if you want to be able to have an exceptional life, not a perfect life, but, a, but an excellent life, you'll never have a perfect life, but an excellent one, one that you fucking love to live and one that is of benefit to you and to the people around you, then you're going to need to dig through and deal with your shit. You are going to need to look at the traumas that you've, that you've picked up throughout life because you can't have a functional relationship, for example, with a woman or a man or anything, if you are heavily walking wounded because otherwise you'll project, you'll be codependent, you'll be needy, you'll, you'll be possessive, you'll dump that stuff on them and they'll dump theirs on you and you'll just end up fucking shredding each other and then you'll break up and then do it over and over again. So you have to deal with your stuff. So that's what we were working on in this workshop where we had my shaman friend as well as some movement specialists who looked at the ways that we inhabit this physical structure. One of the students that was there and no offense, he knows who he is, but I, I'm using him as an example. He's 26 years old, incredibly intelligent, like scary smart, very, very high level systems architect in a very big tech company. And at dawn, he and I went for this long walk up a hill. So we're in the, in the Australian kind of outback and we went for a long walk and we got to a fence, which was just a kind of normal, like a normal fence that a cow doesn't get through. And I just like climbed the fence and got over. I'm 40 years old. I can climb a fence. And then I'm, I uh, hear, hear his footsteps not walking and I turn around and there he is. And then he just fell like a fucking sack of shit, just like <laughs> splattered onto the ground. And I said, dude, that's not okay. You're 26 years old and you're falling like an 80 year old man. Like you've had a fall. Like, you know, when grandpa has a fall, not okay. So we were working on, with, with, a, with this movement therapist, working on how to inhabit this body in, a way, in the way of a warrior. Because so many men now, they just sit behind computers or cars and their ranges of motion, motion and motion are like robots. And even if they go to the gym, a lot of you guys are fit, 
but you're doing linear movements. You're just lifting weights, you know? And so that puffs the muscles up a bit. But so many guys come to my workshops, some of them are very physically robust, but they don't know how to move. They can't dance. They can't shake. They can't groove. They can't fuck properly because they're not actually embodied. So a lot of the work that I've been doing personally over many years through martial arts training and then moving into more of the Edo Portel stuff and uh, ancestral movement and so on is looking at the way that we inhabit our physical structure because it so profoundly affects how you feel, your grace, your sexuality, your charisma. Like a big part of the reason why you guys perceive me as somebody that you should listen to is because I am embodied. I'm not just, you know, staring at you and ranting with this in this stiff body. You would not, even subconsciously, you just wouldn't accept me as a mentor if I didn't look comfortable. So a lot of the work that I'm going to be doing is mentoring men and women, I hope, on deeper psychological aspects on how, on, and it's not just in a game in the kind of, in kind of the generic life coaching sense, looking at really how to draw out the deeper traumas and how to uh, expel them on how to live a life of joy, how to live a life where you are really, really fucking present and drawing the juice out of it. I have such a sense of urgency these days and I haven't for, for the last couple of years, I've been some way, some, in some ways in a bit of a daydream because things have been working really well, right? Like I, I, I went through the tension periods of, oh fuck, is this business going to work? And are people going to listen to what I'm going to say? And can I do this? I went through that years ago. And for the last you know, bunch of years, things have been working. I know what I'm doing. I know how to do this. I know how to run a business. I have an excellent team around me. We're making money. We're getting results. I could keep doing this for a long time and not have to really think about it. But one thing that really, really sparked in me over the last, I don't know, six months is a sense of fuck time, time, time is passing. And it's urgent. It's urgent that you rush to stop. <laughs> it's urgent that you're rushing to the moment. And everyone always talks about, you know, the power of now and like live in the moment. But that's not just a, that's, that's not just some words that sound nice and you can say them to yourself and kind of maybe feel better for a second or two. It really is a daily and moment by moment practice, right? It, it is done through, through meditation. That's the, the way that I have tried to give it to you guys and especially my clients. It's done through embodiment. It's done through decisiveness of thought and action, right? There are so many things, particularly this screen that you're looking at right now and the one that you're going to look at soon, Instagram or, you know, other like YouTube trash channels of cats jumping out of buildings. But there's so many, you know, so many forces that are just drawing your attention away and, and fucking wanting you, to, all they want is to hijack your system, which wants salt and sugar and fat and, and easily uh, digestible bite-sized pieces of entertainment over and over and over again until you're fucking dead suddenly. And I have a really clear sense that my life is passing. I'm nearly 40. That's half my life gone. And I lived a great life so far for the first 50%, but not nearly good enough. Yeah, I missed chunks of it. A minute, a day, a month where I was kind of in a bit of a daydream or when I was depressed or when I was watching porn or when I was, you know, hunched over just watching too many freaking stupid somethings or when I was stoned or when I was uh, fighting with my girlfriend over stupid shit, yeah? or when I was estranged from my parents because we were having a tiff and so I didn't talk to my mother for two years, two whole years. There was a time where I didn't speak to my mother. I can't get that time back, right? So I try to spend time with her as much as I can now. 
And all of you have done this and you've probably done it much, much worse than me because I'm a specialist at living a fucking great life and I've still wasted heaps of it. You're wasting way more. I know you are. And we do not respect our time enough. We do not respect our lives enough. And you must because it's going to be over in a fucking fraction of a celestial second. And then what happens? You don't get to come back. Fuck that. That's just vanity. We're just scattered into stardust. Maybe. Maybe you get to reincarnate and just waste your life over and over and over again. Maybe. Certainly not going to heaven. That one's, that one's a very, very wishful thinking. That's my opinion anyway. Catholics, feel free to disagree. And fuck you for killing 68 million people throughout history and still managing to just rape the third world continually. And everyone still thinks it's okay. The Pope is still cool. Really? It's another, that's something for another time. As I give less and less of a fuck about towing the party line and needing to only talk about seduction. Right now, the guys in, the guys in fucking what's the PR are like, James, shut James off. He's only supposed to talk about pickup. Nah, things are going to change. So does that answer the question? What am I going to do? I think that gives you some hints that clearly right now I'm going through an evolution. I'm feeling really, really alive and I'm really enjoying that and I'm really raw. And so I want to be able to give that to you guys. I have mixed feelings about it, right? Because in some ways I'm part of the problem. I'm producing something that, that means that somebody will sit there and watch it. And in that time, they may not be doing what they should be doing. But at the other, on the other hand, what I'm providing you with is inspiration and practical applications to go out and live a good life. So please don't just sit there and binge watch my shit. One thing I noticed from when I announced that uh, I was retiring was that a lot of the comments were like, oh, okay, yeah, now I'm going to do something. This is the year I'm going to get something done. Because maybe having me there comfortably putting out two videos a week in some ways numbs people because they're sitting there going, ah, oh, you can always rely on James to put up a video and, ah, oh, that's interesting. And oh, I'm kind of feel inspired. And imagine if I went out and approached a girl and I might, maybe I'll go next week, but I better watch a few more videos and just see if there's some special trick I need to know before I go and talk to a girl. No, there's no more tricks. It's pretty simple. You go up and you say, excuse me, fucking, how you going? Uh, my name's James. And various other nuanced aspects of it, of course, there's lots more to it than that. But at the end of the day, it's that. You have to do that, otherwise nothing else happens. So seeing that, you know, this is not gonna be around forever. I've been putting videos out for 10 years and I'm gonna do something very different. I will not vanish. I don't think so. I'm, uh, I, I, I tend to, I'm a Leo, right? I need attention, even though I'm an introvert and I need to be away in my, in my Portuguese, you know, compound. I still need to communicate and I have a lot of things to say, even though a lot of the time I just don't like saying anything. But when I do, I like to say a lot. So I will be doing something. I will be presenting information to you. I will be funneling and channeling the new areas that I'm investigating as I go out and seek new masters in all sorts of disciplines. And I'll be presenting that to you. But my days as the man that was your mentor or perhaps one of your mentors or just a guy that you hate that you like to love to hate. That's fine too. My days of that in relationship to just this discipline of seduction, this is coming to the end. However, I'm going to be giving you everything I got. And one thing that you should know is another distraction thing is that I've, I've started a new Instagram. I'm like, the people are like, hypocrite, you told us to not look at things. I'm like, yeah, don't look at them. Just, well, we can't not look at them. Look at them quickly and then quickly go and do something very interesting. So you can check out my stories. They are inspirational. Sometimes they're amusing. Sometimes they're just going to be irrelevant stuff where I put it up and later I go, I shouldn't have done that. But that's the nature of things. James Marshall TNL at 
my new Instagram and I've started putting out stories, which yeah, I've avoided for a long, long time. Uh, but I've been told by Gary Vanderchuk and everyone else who's good at marketing and good at like putting their message out there that I must. And so I have. So right now I'm putting stuff out every day, showing what it's like to be me, what my life really entails. I can't show you everything actually. I can show you about half of it. The other half is not allowed on Instagram. Uh, but I'll be showing you what this <laughs> insane circus really is like. You've got hints from the vlogs, but the density of stuff that happens in my life and the team is so insane, so like many, many more times the, the average person that it's worth seeing, I think. So my, my intention is to try and do this for the whole year. I might get really sick of it really quickly and just fuck it off. But right now it's kind of fun and uh, I'm giving it a shot. So I'll be punching stuff out daily, um, more or less, and you'll get to see what's really going on behind the scenes. Now I've been ranting for quite a while and I can't remember what, how this, what all, how did this all begin? I don't remember. Oh yeah, it began with a screaming internal desire to not have to settle for hairy hippie chicks and to be able to go out and conquer the world. That's where it all started, but where this video start, sense of urgency about living a fucking good life, a life that you can look back on, on your deathbed and think, you know what, I only wasted 26% of that. And that's pretty good. To only waste 26%, pretty good. Most people, I think, waste the majority of it. And when I say waste, I mean they're just not conscious. They're just unaware of it. They're just disrespectful to themselves in terms of how they use their time. They feed themselves shit. They, you know, watch the most lowest common denominator information and entertainment. They treat themselves and other people badly. They're full of vanity and ego and gossip and boring cyclical thoughts that go round and round and round. Completely pointless, idiotic fears and anxieties that they never ever get over. Don't be those people who waste 79% of their lives. Just waste a bit of it and then spend the rest doing good shit. I was thinking about like, what's a motivational saying I could, cause you know, I have to write those on Instagram now. I was thinking about one, which is something like this. Do the thing you know you should be doing more or less most of the time. <laughs> Obviously that needs some work. But the point of it is you're not gonna do things perfectly. You know, we have these impressions, I think from a lot of life coaches and guys like Tim Ferriss that to be effective, you need to get up at 6.03 and then you need to do, you know, X amount of push-ups, put these micronutrients in your body, you know, then go and do 40 minutes of visioning and, and just have like this, this list of things that you do every single day meticulously and everything's perfect and everything's on time. For me, I know I'm just not that organized and not that disciplined in the sense that, uh, of having routines. I'm very bad at having routines and I don't have to have them because I'm the boss and so no one's going to fire me if I don't get up at certain times. However, what I have managed to do throughout my life is more or less do the things that I want to do and know that I should do more or less every day. I think that that's, that's the saying that I was trying to get earlier. You can, you can quote me on that one. More or less do the things that you want to do and that you know you should more or less every day. And the other thing is that, that I do do is that I always get the thing done that I really want to do. Even if that means working you know, 16 hour days for short blocks of time, even if that means sacrificing short term pleasures for longer term goals, I will achieve the things that I set out to, to achieve. That has always been my will. And as a result, I know that the thing that's coming with this property, with this new evolution in me is going to work. This is not just marketing and it is marketing, of course. I'm trying to sell shit. Anyone who's like, people like, he's just trying to sell stuff. Of course I'm trying to sell stuff. I've always been trying to sell stuff and I have sold many things. 
And I'm very pleased with that because everything that I sold was awesome and delivered amazing results to people. I've never had anyone ask for a refund on a workshop, not once, not a single person. And I've had about 2% refund requests for online products. And every time I ask the dude, why are you wanting a refund? He says, oh, because I want to spend the money on something else. The, the only people ask for refunds on my products are guys who are trying to scam me. Fuck you. For everyone else, they recognize the value in what I do. So of course, this is partially marketing, but it's very real for me. This sense of urgency I have of not wasting any more fucking time or, or only the minimum amount of time is bearing down on me hard. And so I'm going to make it fucking amazing because I want my legacy to hold strong. So that's all the ranting I have time for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Check me out on James Marshall TNL. Stay tuned for more information. This is James Marshall from The Natural Lifestyles signing out with a weird little bow. Love you all. Thanks so much for listening to The Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The Natural TV. See you on the next episode.